0: where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is sports time, as we are talking week one in the National Football League, and joining me today is, well, nobody. Nobody is joining me today. Uh, normally we have Craig Needles and Bill Needles out here to do these from time to time, but they are super busy this week uh, in Connecticut at their sister's wedding, and uh, congratulations to her, and uh, I hope they're having a great time down there, and from the looks of the photos. It is, but don't worry today, we have the greatest guest and the greatest person that has ever graced the Crossover Podcast joining me today, and that person is, well, me! (laughs) That's right, it is just myself, Matt Pierce, going solo dolo today for everybody uh, on week one of the National Football League here as we are going to be discussing... The gambling lines, the spreads, some of the over-unders perhaps, and we'll make a little survivor pool pick at the end to help you out with some of your bets. Um, You might notice that we are recording this a little bit later than usual. Normally we try to bang this out on a Wednesday, but uh, I'm still pretty busy and I could not do that, but... uh, Couple advantages to this. Uh, a, we're not recording on the worst day to be placing your bets of the week, which is Wednesday. I mean, you really want to be getting it in early or getting it in a little bit later when the lines have shifted. But uh, here we are, as uh, we are at a much better day to make these bets on a Friday. You'll be listening to this on a Saturday, but yeah we'll be we'll, we'll be ready this is a better chance better day better time we will be as the lines are a little bit further on a little bit more mature and uh'll we'll, we'll know a little bit more what's up and the second thing that I would say is the benefit to again me on this podcast is that man if we'd recorded this Wednesday I damn sure would have taken the Rams plus two and a half to as one of my five uh, as uh, Craig did unfortunately he got that in early He was very adamant I I'm probably would have been too but I I, I did not think about uh what my pick I did not fully hammer out my picks until just this morning for this week because again I've been so busy but boy I tell you I would I would have loved that Rams plus uh two and a half as well that that looked pretty juicy but boy the bills look good boy the bills look good in that first game didn't they I mean, Josh Allen's taking too many hits. I mean, if he's going to take off, he's got to learn to slide or something because he's taking too many hits. He's going to shorten the shelf life like that. That's the only thing I would say that went wrong with that Bill's performance because, I mean, when you go into halftime, when you're the Rams, you go into halftime, and it's 10 to 10, but you had plus three turnovers in the first half. That's not a good spot. That's not a good spot. Uh, Boy, the NFL knows how to do openings, don't they? They really do. They know how to do opening day. The NHL's got to do stuff like that. they got to start doing outdoor games or something. Like the Stanley Cup champion has got to be getting presented the uh, Stanley Cup in an outdoor game. Although I guess it's tough to do outdoor games in certain parts in October. But still, they've they got to make a better spectacle. The uh, my, my beloved Avalanche should not be the second game on deck playing a crappy, crappy Blackhawks team as their opening day when they get the, their rings and their cup banners. they got to do it a little bit more like the NFL. But anyway, here we are talking week one in the National Football League. Let's get to it. First up, uh, I, the Hype Bowl, I would say. The, the absolute preseason Hype Bowl between the Philadelphia Eagles, who a lot of the analytics guys love the Eagles this year. Love them. They also like the Detroit Lions. Not as much as they love the Eagles. Like, they love the Eagles in terms of buzz of, like, maybe sleeper uh, for the Super Bowl. Maybe, maybe you know, get some odds on, on, lower odds on them winning the division. Maybe they make a little noise and take off and, and, and win. Um, the Gamblers like the Lions, although Hard Knocks came in and, and took a lot of the juice and a lot of the value out of the Detroit Lions, unfortunately, because, man, um, Dan Campbell put on quite the performance. But... Lions are at home against the Eagles and the Eagles are a minus five point favorite. So there's a lot of, a lot of home dogs this week, a lot of home dogs, which can be great, but it also can be dangerous. And week one, we got to be wary of the, of the, uh, the, the the trademark uh, throw off the scent game. It's something we've if you've listened to this podcast for years. You know that we like to talk about the throw off the scent game is that every year there's a game that just absolutely throws the scent off of what is going to happen. Where one team looks significantly better than they kind of do for the rest of the year, and then another team in that same game obviously upset. Like, there's always a week one upset where where a team that goes on to make the playoffs and sometimes go in a deep run, sometimes win the Super Bowl, just looks trash in week one, and some team that ends up doing not so great is uh, there in in upsets them in week one. Now this this is probably not a candidate for for the throw off the scent game. Man, um I mean, remember last year Buffalo uh, got handled by Pittsburgh week one. You remember that 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 weird Ben Roethlisberger team? Uh, that that was like a like a ten thirteen rock fight type of game, and the, that the the Steelers came out on top. I think I had that week one, or at least I hope I did. This one, I, I'm a little bit torn as a Lions fan, my beloved Lions had this pretty much this exact same spot last year where it was kind of an overhyped Eagles team, came into Detroit, and they were big favorites, and I know I bet the Lions that week, and the Eagles beat them like 50-2 to or something like that. It was a complete beatdown. The game was over before it got started. A little bit of the difference in that one was that was week eight when the Eagles were a little bit more settled, and this is week one. The Lions, I think... I think they're going to be one of my 5. I I, I kind of this is weird cuz it's the two preseason hype teams. So, we are getting a little bit of a line with uh, a spot with the Lions. I think the Lions defense is going to be a little bit better than we think it's going to be. Now, is it going to be great or like top 15? No, I don't think. Or top 10, but no, I don't think so. But I'm 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 guessing it will be a little bit more mid-tier. It's a low end mid-tier, but I don't think it's going to be trash like we think it is. And the Lions have a really great O-line. The Eagles... They're going to be great. They're going to be great. I, I Here's why I want the Lions to win. Beside the fact that I'm actually a Lions fan. Here's why I want the Lions to win slash cover. Um, that NFC East is so close that... If the Eagles lose the first couple of games, that's actually going to help us gamblers... Us gambling type folk down the line, down the season line a little bit more because we need the Eagles to, the odds, like the division odds will drop on them. Especially if they get out to like an 0 2 start and the Cowboys get hot and we'll talk about them later because they're in a a pretty funky spot there uh, in the Sunday nighter. But if the Eagles didn't look great the first couple of weeks. I think that would help the game. I think that would help us gamblers out because that would allow the uh, that would allow the the Eagles to win the division. The Eagles playoff making lines, you know, stuff like that might drop a little bit in the first couple of weeks, and then we can pounce on that right as the Eagles get hot. And I suspect they will. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Detroit Lions in this. I think they're gonna be one of my five, and we're gonna move on to the next game, which is the Indianapolis Colts versus the Houston Texans. This lines moved a little bit. It opened up at Houston plus eight. And it is now Colts minus seven. Spend a lot of time in the week at uh, Colts minus seven and a half. We're getting the hook. Give us the hook. 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 Give us the hook. Uh, I'm going to need a soundboard. Um, Yeah, it's it's sitting right now at Colts minus seven. I don't like the minus seven as much as I liked it when we were getting the, the eight and the seven and a half. I'm still going to make Houston one of my five because I think this is a great spot. For whatever reason, the Indianapolis Colts and the Frank, especially since Frank Reich got there, don't get it done in Week One for whatever reason. They they just they absolutely don't. Remember, and they 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 lost that weird one. They they lost in Week One. I think three years in a row. It's not quite as bad as what the Browns got going on in Week One, but. You know the Colts don't show up for whatever reason, and I think that Houston is is going to have such a weird. I, I think they're just having the Deshaun Watson weight off their back. I think is going to lift is is going to lift them at least for the first couple of weeks. So I think I think they're going to be in for some some karmic type game here in Week One. So I re- I really like the Texans to cover because um, the Colts don't show up in Week One. Next up, a pretty decent, a game that could have been, a game that could have been, I think, our uh, trademark Scott Hansen game of the week, but it, it is not. Um, the Cleveland Browns are heading to Carolina to take on the Panthers. The Baker Mayfield revenge game they are calling this one. This line has moved a little bit, and it is currently sitting at a pick, which it, doesn't that make this matchup just, so much more fun being a pick baker mayfield coming in a lot of places few places you can find this at a pick a lot of places are going carolina minus one so actually favoring carolina uh minus one the cleveland browns obviously what a shit show of an offseason they had with what went down and just them obviously being completely aware of what happened with Deshaun Watson, otherwise they wouldn't have front-loaded that contract the way they did. It's honestly shameful and embarrassing what they've done. I wish them nothing but the worst. That said, I mean, this is the type of game Baker Mayfield wins, right? I don't like Carolina for the season, but isn't this the type of game that Baker Mayfield wins? A little bit of revenge game. I mean, man, he gave his shoulder for that Browns playoff win and they were within a, a weird dumb fumble into the end zone touchback rule away from beating the Chiefs and going to the Super Bowl that year but that was two years ago Browns at a pick I don't know I don't have strong feelings about this one this isn't going to be my five but if it was water gun to my head I think I go with the Carolina Panthers just because the Browns have just going to be I guess better days ahead for the Browns I don't want to say that because I don't really want to root for them or cheer for Deshaun Watson so like I don't know I guess it is what it is, but I mean it's Jacoby Brissett versus Baker Mayfield. If this wasn't the Baker Mayfield revenge game, I mean, I mean Browns still have Chubb; they can still move the ball. Mm. I just, I mean, maybe just take that. Maybe, maybe just fall back on the old axiom in this and take the take the Panthers with, with the pick'em. Maybe that's the move. Uh, next up, we got the San Francisco 49ers up against the Chicago Bears. And I got to tell you guys, the sharps absolutely love the Chicago Bears this week. This is one of those ones where all of the tickets are on the Niners, but all of the money is on the Chicago Bears. This is this is one of the biggest discrepancies this week, perhaps the biggest. I'd I'd have to double check that, but this is it's if not it's one or two, but th- there is a massive gap. Between where the money is going in this side in this game and where the tickets are going in this game, the line is currently Bears plus seven at home. This, this 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 Bears one narrowly narrowly missed being one of my five. Absolutely narrowly missed being one of my five. It is. I just. I've seen some people taking this game in Survivor in Survivor pools, which is insane to me because why are you taking a, a I know Trey Lance isn't officially a rookie but he is ostensibly a rookie who is going on the road in his first matchup I know the Bears aren't going to be that great and I picked a, I, I bet on them to to finish as one of the worst teams in the league perhaps have the worst record this season because I do think they're going to be truly abysmal but Trey Lance you, 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 Trey Lance who hasn't started a game in the NFL is just going to go into Chicago and get a W on the road? I don't know. That's brave if you want that in Survivor, especially when there's going to be better. you think there'd be better spots to take the Niners later on in the year. So I don't agree with that for the Niners. Sharps wise, I th- I think this is a great like like I agree with the sharps. I mean, obviously, I who am I to disagree with them because they are much smarter and and know what to do more than I do. But they're, I, I like this Bears plus seven even more because just because of the Trey Lance thing especially with the with the over under Vegas is kind of snitching on themselves a little bit with the the over under on this one only being 40. So, if you're taking the Niners plus 7 and or sorry, if you're taking the Niners minus 7 and the over under for this game is is sitting at a a very a very slim 40. Then you're betting on the Niners just go in there and just absolutely obliterate the Bears and win like 33 to nothing or something adjacent to that. Like, like it's, it's like you're, 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 you're thinking this is, this is a, a an absolute beatdown by the Niners. And I, I just don't see that. I, I, I don't think that bears are going to have a great season, but I think this, this is, this is a potential throw off scent game type of thing. <laughs> maybe, maybe the bears get this W. I don't know. It's going to be weird. I just, I know I wouldn't be taking nine. I, I know I wouldn't be taking the Niners in the survivor pool. Don't do that. Don't take the Niners in the Survivor Pool, you guys. There's better, better spots. Way better spots. As for the actual picking of this game, I I like I like the Bears plus the 7. I like the Bears plus the 7. Let's see it from Lance before let's let's see Lance do it before we start laying a full touchdown on the road with Trey Lance. Like that's that that seems insane to me. I know we all love Kyle Shanahan. I know he's allegedly a genius, and now he's got this. He's allegedly an offensive genius, and now he's got this 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 kid who he can just run amok with. But let's wait and see. Let's not do anything silly week one, you guys, and lay seven on the road with a rookie quarterback making his first start. That's That's insane to me. Next up, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Head to Washington to take on the newly named Washington Commanders. Uh, let me know how you feel about that name. It seems like the early returns on that on this one are not great. I've seen people calling them the Washington Commies, the Washington Sea words. I think is my favorite. Uh, if they were going to rename them to the Red Tails, which I, I was, I firmly had my uh, my hand in the. Uh, and uh, change them to the red tails and have that cool plane logo that I saw some fan art of. I thought that that I thought that was the coolest way to go, but I guess Dan Snyder and in his infinite wisdom was like, "Yeah, let's name my team the Washington Commanders." It's not great. They, I guess they just should have stuck with the football team and made it made it like a this this funny ironic thing that they were just called the Washington Football Team, and they had fun initials with the W the WFT because it was obviously close to WTF, but. Not great. Not a great nickname. Not a great... This surprisingly was not the Scott Hansen game. You're going to be shocked as to what Craig picked for the Scott Hansen game this week. This was not it. This was not it because there's enough intrigue in this matchup with no Urban Meyer to weigh down Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence with Doug Peterson and competent adults in the room. Trevor Lawrence with a few few nice weapons. He's got some guys back at the end among them. I mean, it's 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 going to be fun. You're going to want to see tune in and see what Trevor Lawrence looks like, even though they're playing Carson Wentz and the Commanders. And even in, in we're all going to pretend like we aren't a little bit intrigued by what. What Carson Wentz might be able to do. But there's there's too much intrigue with what is Wentz and the Commanders going to look like. What are Trevor Lawrence going to look like without Urban Meyer. And just that boat anchor of a human being weighing him down. The line on this is Washington minus two and a half. So short home favorite for the Commanders. I mean, this is a stay away for me. The, the, there's going to be better spots to take these guys later. This is this is a. I don't really trust it, either of these guys in in Survivor. This might be one of the ones where I would try to you know sneak one of the bad teams in week one, but yeah, this one's not me. This one is not for me. I, I have it as a stay away. I, I, don't, I don't know what to do with this one. I'm, I'm not smart enough to know, and I haven't really seen much sharp action on this. But the Sharps are going to come back in on this Jaguars team. I just don't know if this is the spot on the road week one. My guess is they probably like the plus two and a half, though, with the Jaguars. But uh, there's, there's not enough money out there that, that it has significantly moved one way or the other, at least. Not from what I can tell. Next up, the New England Patriots head into Miami, which has been a house of horrors for them, even when they had actual good teams. Tom Brady used to go in there and, and have fits when he had the likes of Randy Moss and Rob Gronkowski. Now we got Mac Jones going in there with virtually nobody to take on the Miami Dolphins. And whatever the hell Tua Tagovailoa is going to do this year, which we're all like, this is this is obviously got to be the year for Tua here. This is this is all of the Tua Nons <laughs> they've been dubbed on the internet, which is quite clever. All of the uh, all of the Tua non's are going to find out, or they're either going to be proven right or wrong. I would say, and we're going to find out very quickly if Tua can get the job done because, boys, he's got some weapons: Tyree Kill, Eric Waddle. That's. He's no longer messing around. It's put up or shut up time for Tua. I'm rooting for him. This game is Miami minus three and a half. So we're getting the hook. The hook is... Hook, hook, give us the hook. Again, I got to get a soundboard. Because I need that drop. I want to take the Dolphins here. Because they've, they've always... It's not going to be one of my five. But if you're one of those compulsive types that just has to gamble... I would say that the Dolphins is going to be my pick. I don't like it, though, for a couple reasons. I'm not enamored with it for a couple reasons. One, the hook. It's there for a reason. Two, I know he doesn't have the weapons he usually does, but he's still Bill Belichick. He's still technically the greatest coach of all time. And he's going up against Mike McDaniel, who I do think is going to be pretty dope as a head coach. But this is a rookie head coach staring down Bill Belichick across the field in his first game. That's a little bit scary. That's a little bit scary. Not necessarily the spot you want to be in. Add that to what the hell do we know? What, what you know, we don't necessarily know what Tua is going to do. I know the analytics guys are all. Tua's been, uh, I mean, they'll they'll say the numbers haven't been great, but, you know, he's been injured. And then they completely frigged up last year by building him a system. Uh, like, the Dolphins went into the season planning everything to, with Ryan Fitzpatrick as their quarterback. And then at the last possible second, we're like, all right, Tua, you get in there with all these plays we've designed for Brian Fitzpatrick, oh, by the way, you're left-handed, which means we've been doing everything, preparing everything backwards. Not smart. Oh, and Brian Flores has been told to cheat. But then also, we tried to get Deshaun Watson, and we tried to get Tom Brady, but we still believe in you, Tua. I don't know. It's a weird one. Let's wait and see on this one. Water gun to my head, though. I'd take the Dolphins. Because I just think New England's trash. But probably a stay away from me on this one. Next up, a game that I love. The Pittsburgh Steelers are heading into Cincinnati. The Steelers have officially named Mitchell Trubisky. Their starting quarterback. uh, With Kenny Pickett just kind of waiting in the wings. Which makes sense. Probably what I would have done. Bengals are minus six. We got ourselves a divisional matchup. I gotta say, I know Joe Burrow is that guy. He's got that dog in him, as the kids like to say. Or that's the the, the latest vernacular. Mike Tomlin just wins these games. He did it last year. I mentioned it earlier. High-flying Buffalo Bills team. Josh Allen. Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, everybody wanted them to start the season kicking ass. Steelers kill him in a rock fight with a, a the, the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger out there. I think they do it again. I love the Steelers. Getting six. They're going to be one of my five. I think there's going to be better spots to take the Bengals later. This is a divisional matchup. And the Bengals are laying almost a touchdown. It's too many points. It's too many points for a team that was in the Super Bowl last year. And we all know the Super Bowl hangover is real. Ask the Rams. Even when you win, it's tough to get back. Unless you're Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Not a lot of teams do it and the Bengals during that playoff run boy they got a ton of lucky breaks lucky break slash teams blowing opportunities check the Titans sacked him about a million Sacked Josh uh, Allen about him or Joe Burrow about a million times in that game still couldn't get it done The Bengals caught a lot of breaks. They caught a lot of breaks on on that run to the Super Bowl last year. Might have missed their opportunity. You never know. You never know. Chiefs fell apart in the second half of the AFC title game. Don't know what that was all about. That game looked over at halftime. I think it's real. I, I, I do think Joe Burrow is a hell of a quarterback. I think he's going to be great. I think he's great right now. I think he's going to continue to be great. But this is a divisional matchup with a Steelers team and Mike Tomlin, who just knows what to do. He's one of the best coaches that has ever coached in the National Football League, and we don't acknowledge it. I don't know why. He's had the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger and a lot of Mason Rudolph over the last two years. Still finishes with a winning record and makes the playoffs a couple of times. I don't think Trubisky is in the long-term plans for the Pittsburgh Steelers. If it's not Kenny Pickett, they'll find somebody else. But he's going to get it done. And, And I think the Steelers are going to turn this into a rock fight, even though it's on the road. And the Bengals may squeeze it out, but I do think that the six is too much. If the Bengals do win this, I think it's by three or four points. So give me the Steelers plus the six. They're going to be mine. They're going to be one of my five. Absolutely, they're going to be one of my five. Here's what I thought was going to be one of my five till I looked at it a bit closer. Baltimore Ravens heading into New York, to take on the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Ravens laying six and a half. It's been six and a half all week. I think I saw some sevens, but the sevens were like a month ago when they first announced the Lions for the game. Joe Flacco revenge game. Anybody interested in that? No? Not nearly as interesting as the Baker Mayfield revenge game? Uh, yeah, Joe Flacco's been called into action. Zach Wilson's going to be out for the first four weeks. Maybe he's back week two or three, but he's not going to be playing this week. Lamar Jackson and no contract. I know I a lot of the times we say bet on yourself. Pretty much most of the time I'll say bet on yourself. But in football, man, if the money's there, you should probably just take it. Although I'm rooting for Lamar Jackson. I'm actually rooting for him to have an insanely good year. And be so good. That the Baltimore Ravens have to franchise tag him or something, and then he's free to sign with somebody else if he wants. Maybe my Detroit Lions—they're a quarterback away, presumably. Probably not. Uh, Ravens money six and a half. I I thought I was going to like the Jets. But I, I kind of don't. Joe Flacco is just so bad, and they don't have any skill position players that are any good. Like, how many Jets are going to be starting in fantasy in fantasy leagues this weekend? Are we sure Robert Salad's a good coach? I don't know. Ravens minus six and a half. I, I think the Ravens are my favorite. Uh, I think they're my favorite survivor pick this week. They're not who I'm picking for, uh, for survivor. They're not who I'm going to suggest you take. But I'm going to suggest one a little bit more, requires a little bit more guts, a little bit more oomph uh, later on in this podcast. But if you're looking for just an easy get into week two, it's probably the Ravens, even though it's a road game. I don't like taking road teams on week one. It's just a little habit of mine in survivor pools. I don't think I've ever done it. I don't think I ever will do it. I just don't trust it because just too much crap can go wrong. I'd rather I'd rather go down with a with a mediocre team at home than a good team on the road. In week one. And I know that sounds stupid, but that's just me. Hasn't failed the a year. I don't think I've been knocked out in round one of a survivor pool before. Maybe this is the year. We'll see. As for the minus six and a half, I think you want the Jets here. I think you want the Jets to keep it close, but it's not going to be one of my five. Don't have a lot of analysis on this one. I just, man, it's Joe Flacco. He's so bad. Washed up. Ravens have Lamar Jackson. Maybe I do like the six and a half. Just not on the road. Just better spots. All right, let's move on. We have to move on to the most surprising, dare I say, Scott Hansen game in the history of the Crossover Podcast and the existence of the Scott Hansen Do Not Show This Game TM. Saints-Falcons, you guys. Normally uh, a staple of marquee matchups in one o'clock slate. So like this this, this would have been a, a marquee matchup and has been for many years in the history of the crossover podcast. And this ain't it this week. Craig has officially declared Saints-Falcons as the Scott Hansen game, which is insane to think about. And I also can't blame him. It's Jameis Winston versus Marcus Mariota. And who on the Falcons do you want to watch play football? Pretty much just Kyle Pitts. That's it. Saints got a couple guys you might want to watch play. Curious to see what Michael Thomas does now that he's back. But other than that, there's not a lot going on. It's just insane to see what, what, what used to be... Drew Brees, Sean Payton. Versus Matt Ryan, Roddy White, Julio Jones. Names like that. Just guys getting dirty. Now we got Dennis Allen. Marcus Mariota. Not great. The actual line for this game is plus five and a half. And despite the fact that I just spent... It's Saints minus five and a half on the road. And despite the fact that I just spent the last 30 seconds or so cutting this game up and declared the Scott Hansen do not show this game of the week. I'm taking Falcons plus the five and a half. They're going to be one of my five. I don't get this Saints hype. I, 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 I don't get this. I'm taking it for most of the reasons I'm taking the Steelers in the Bengals game is that this is a divisional matchup against two teams that aren't great. Or at least I don't think will be great. Falcons. I I bet them and the bears to have the worst to finish the season with the worst record yet. Here I am taking the Falcons week one plus five and a half. God, I'm sick. And there, I I just, I don't get this Saints hype. I don't get it. I got to see it. I think this is going to be a gross game. The over-under is 43. I like the under. I don't think either of these offenses get going. Looking at like a 20 to 17. Maybe worse. Maybe 17, 13. Maybe 7, 10. Either way, I'm taking the Falcons plus the 5.5. And and they're going to be one of my 5. Not a great 1 o'clock slate, is it? What is the the marquee matchup? Normally we pick a marquee matchup for the 1 o'clock slate. What's it going to be? Browns-Panthers? Baker-Mayfield revenge game? A lot of intriguing stuff, but there's not really a great matchup going on at 1 o'clock. Curious to see what Mike McDaniels and Tua come up with. Maybe that's it. But this Patriots team is so bad, I don't want to watch Mac Jones play football. I don't want to watch that offense play football. Is it Jaguars-Commanders? Really curious to see what Trevor Lawrence is going to do, but... Boy, I don't think that's the answer. I do not think that's the answer for for the marquee matchup of the day. It's tough. I guess I guess by default I'm gonna make it the Baker Mayfield revenge game, but I don't feel great about it. Let's move on to the four o'clock slate. Chiefs Cardinals. Chiefs are minus six. Going into Arizona. Another decent survivor pool pick. I just, you'd think there'd be better spots to take the Chiefs so that you don't have to take them on the road against the Cardinals. Then again, the AFC West is killer this year, so maybe there's not that many great spots to take the Chiefs. Probably don't want to take them on the road against the Cardinals. Who I mean, the Cardinals are going to be frustrating. They're going to be gross. If you got them in fantasy, if you got their guys in fantasy, probably going to be frustrating as hell. When you're betting on them this year, it's not going to be fun. Cliff Kingsbury is not fun to ride with. But do you wanna take the Chiefs on the road in Survivor? Tough call. I don't really know what to say about this one. As far as the minus six, because I don't like it for gambling. Like, I honestly saw the minus six, said, yeah, that's probably right, but the Chiefs were on the road, so I'm not gonna take them. I'm not smart enough to do that. Gotta find a better you gotta find smarter sharps on a better podcast, probably. To get an answer for that. But I don't see a lot of money coming on on this one. Sharps find better spots. Water gun in my head, I'd probably lay the six with the Chiefs. but Then I'd be worried about that backdoor cover with the Cardinals. And who knows, maybe they show up. No DeAndre Hopkins for this game, though. Nah, we're moving on. Giants and Titans. Giants head into Tennessee. Tennessee's laying five and a half. I really like Tennessee. I, th- I thought about laying the five and a half. I took all dogs, and I didn't like it. I don't think I've told you what all five of my guys are, but I'm taking all five all five dogs this week, which is kind of bad. You should have favorites in your five. But I just didn't love, love, love any of the favorites this week, so I didn't try to beat myself over the head trying to find a, a favorite to take this week. But if I was going to do it, this is probably it. Titans minus five and a half. And a sneaky survivor pool pick. For me. If you want to try to get Tennessee out of the way. Because I think Tennessee is going to be a team that we're going to be fading a lot this year. Not this week, though. Because they got the Giants on the road. And I know the Titans are, are poised for a, a really bra- bad regression. Where a lot of what they've they've done in the last year, last couple of years, has been smoke and mirrors. And a lot of Derrick Henry. But Vrabel somehow grinds out these W's. And I don't trust the Giants going on the road with Daniel Jones. you got a rookie head coach, first game on the road, and Daniel Jones is his quarterback. And the skill position guys aren't great in New York either. They're really not. Except for Saquon Barkley, when he's healthy. That's not enough. And I know the Titans are, are, are not great, and they've definitely downgraded their roster. No A.J. Brown. Giants are, which by the way, speaking of AJ Brown I should have mentioned earlier when I was talking about Eagles uh, Lions. Uh take the over on AJ Brown receptions and yards. Take all of his overs. Cuz they're going to be feeding him. I can tell you right now. The Lions don't have the cover, don't don't have the the corners to cover him. So they are going to be regardless of game state, they are going to be feeding him. He might have 12 catches in that game. He's I would bet on double digits. I really would. I truly would. At least 90 yards. I think AJ Brown's over under for that for that game was somewhere in the seventies for yards. I might even stretch that up to ninety. He's going to have three triple digits, double digit catches, triple digits, probably a score, maybe two. As for Giants Titans though, I, I'm I'm taking the Titans minus the five and a half. They're not going to be one of my five, but the Titans are going to be the team that I lock in for Survivor. Because I think I think they just get a, a nice ugly win against the New York Giants team. I just it's it's it just comes down to me that I uh, I, I know some of the sharps are on the Giants. They think the Giants are going to make a little leap and be a lot better than than they are. I just don't think Week One's the spot. I agree with them. I think the Gi- I think the Giants will, will be a little bit frisky, a little bit friskier this year. Not Week One. Not on the road with a rookie head coach against the Titans. With not a lot of weapons. Still don't know what the hell is happening with Kenny Galladay. Take the Titans, minus five and a half. I know it's the Vegas zone. I know it's a dead number. Eh, you should still probably take it. And I'm taking the Titans and Survivor. That's my official recommendation. Next up, Packers-Vikings. And much like the Patriots-Dolphins, well, actually not really the Patriots-Dolphins, but this is pretty much it. Packers-Vikings. Why don't we just go ahead and settle the NFC North in week one? That's what the NFL said. That's what this is probably going to be, despite the fact people think the Lions will be friskier. I don't think winning the division friskier. But it's the Green Bay Packers. They're going into Minnesota. Minnesota's a short home. Minnesota's a short home dog. They're getting plus one and a half. I like the Packers. It pains me to say this, but when I was looking for a favorite, I was debating between the Titans and the Packers ultimately eliminating the packers cuz they're on the road. But I think too much is being made of them losing Devonte Adams. This has happened before, especially in the in the in the Aaron Rodgers era where Rodgers loses guys. Remember Greg Jennings? Greg Jennings. He got a little bit slow and then all of a sudden he was gone. What happened? Some dude named Jordy Nelson. Some dude named Jordy Nelson was all of a sudden a a top 20 pick in fantasy for many, many years. What happened when Jordy Nelson left? Ah, there came Devontae Adams. So Rodgers has done this before. Not to diminish what Devontae Adams has done, because I think he's going to be really good in Las Vegas. But Rodgers just figures it out. Sure, he's an asshole. But he's a damn good football player. Unfortunately, that forgives a lot of your sins. Which I don't agree with. But here we are. And there's a little too much hype on the Vikings. I get it. New head coach. An offensive-minded head coach who you think is just going to unleash it with, you know, the likes of Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, who is, is... kind of become the the, the Vikings' second coming of Chris Carter, where it's all he does is catch touchdowns. Not quite as good as Chris Carter, but you know what I mean. You know where I'm going with this. Vikings are healthier, and they're poised, but they always seem to blow this spot against the Packers. They got them on the home. They got them at home. They got them on the ropes. They can take a stranglehold on the division in week one. In week one, they can take a stranglehold on the division. Doesn't Rodgers just always pull this out? And someone like Alan Lazar has, I don't know, 10 catches? 150 yards, two, three scores? Something like that? Doesn't somebody emerge? Maybe A.J. Dillon just runs all over him? Could be something. I like the Packers. I think it's a trap spot for the Vikings. I don't like it. The actual the Admiral Akbar trap game of the week is the Bengals Steelers. Should have brought that up. It's one of the reasons I the, the 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 Admiral Akbar. It's a trap game of the week is that Bengals laying six. People are gonna look at like like that's 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 the game that your Joe Schlubb who just watches Sunday Night Football and plays in thirteen fantasy leagues. That's, he that, that that guy looks at that game and says, the Bengals were in the Super Bowl last year and the Steelers have Mitch Trubisky, a quarterback. I'm betting the Bengals minus six. And you don't want to be that guy. You want to be the guy who bets ugly, like I do, and takes the Steelers on the money line, which I also should have recommended earlier. But the Vikings-Packers is, is, is similar, less large trap though this is more of a i don't know i don't have a clever name for it but it's it's a it's a it's a mini trap i guess steelers bengals is the trap game packers vikings I'm, I'm on the packers I, I i just aaron Rodgers gets it done do we really see but i mean if the vikings are going to do it if they're going to take if they're going to be the team that everybody thinks they can be and take a stranglehold get a w here go and get a w I just don't think they will. Last game of the four o'clock slate, and ooh, this is a pretty good four o'clock slate. Packers Vikings should be should be damn good. That's the shortest line of the week, other than the the, the pick 'em between Browns Panthers. But we all know why that one's a pick 'em. Raiders Chargers, perhaps a good old fashioned shootout. Maybe in this one, one of the higher over unders of the week. I think the second highest over under of the week, fifty two. Chargers minus three and a half. I need that button. I need that hook. Hook. Give us the hook. Hook. I need it. Perhaps one day I will. Chargers laying three and a half. I mean, if it wasn't for the hook, the char- the Chargers would have been... If it's just the three, the Chargers would have been one of my five. Easily. Would have been a classic. Two... Presumably evenly matched teams. One team getting the three-point home bump. Which, is this even really going to be a home game for the Chargers? Is any home game, in air quotations, a home game for the Chargers? It's going to be more Raiders fans there, easily. Probably about 70-30. Raiders fans, to Chargers fans. Maybe more. Raiders with the new head coach, Josh McDaniels, who I think is a weasel. I think it's a twerp. I think it's a L7 box weenie. Say oh, that's a great film. Uh, Chargers got Herbert. I just, boy, they're begging me. I, I have this as a stay away because that hook is scary. They're begging you to take the Raiders here. This is a Vegas trap. I was just talking about clever names for, for Vegas. This is a Vegas sharp trap here, I think, with that three and a half on the Raiders. I think they're begging the Sharps to take the, to take the Raiders. That's what I think. Smells fishy to me. This game, I think it's gonna be great. Plug him and play him if you got him in your fantasy. I know I've got a lot of invested in Herbert having a big year. I mean, water gun to my head. I think I would. I think I would take the Raiders with the plus three and a half. But I just something smells fishy to me. I don't like this line. Vegas is trying to sucker us in with that hook. Am I gonna fall for it and take the three and a half? Maybe not as one of my five, but maybe. Boy, this should be a good game. It's a tough one. Marquee matchup because the Raiders and the Chargers is good, but Packers and Vikings, I think, is good. And I think I would give a slight edge to Packers and, and Vikings just because the odds are a little bit closer on this one. Both great games, though. Sunday Nighter. Bit of a doozy. The Dallas Cowboys were going to be 105. They were, they were, they were on the preliminary sheet and what i do is i usually write down the ones i like right away and then i i I zero in from there usually i most weeks i get between seven and eight that i like especially week one can get a little bit longer because you know vegas is somewhat guessing with the lines although guessing is a strong word but again you know what i mean don't really have a lot of information to go on in week one It's usually one of the weeks where you can catch Vegas. Not napping, but Vegas might miss a couple because we just don't know what's going on. And this might be one of them. Uh, The Dallas Cowboys, America's team, are plus two and a half against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's laying two and a half. It's another home dog. I was staring at the Cowboys for my fifth pick between this and the next game because... I just think this is a bad spot for Tampa Bay. They're just in shambles right now. Now, I don't think this is going to be a season of shambles for the Bucs because I think they'll get it together. But I think this week one thing might even be a little much for the mighty Tom Brady who tried to fake retire so that he could go play for the Dolphins. And that didn't end up happening because of tampering. Dolphins lost a draft pick because of it. I just think this is just such a prime spot to take the Cowboys. They're at home on a Sunday night, as they pretty much always are in week one. The Buccaneers just look weird. And they're going to get it together. There's going to be better spots to take the Bucks. I just don't know if this Bucks team that is coming in with bad tackles, missing some of their best guys on the offensive line, with Tom Brady, who... I, Tom Brady's the most prepared guy who has ever existed in the history of the National Football League. Tim and Peyton Manning. And I think Brady slightly edges him out. But he said in the press conference himself he's 45 and he's got a bunch of shit going on. I, I just think this is this might be too much for him. This might I think the Bucks are gonna start slow and then figure their shit out. And I think this is a good spot where you can get them clipped. So even though they're not gonna be one of my five, I am recommending Dallas plus the two and a half, and I'm gonna have a decent amount of money on the Dallas Cowboys money line this weekend. And I'm certainly going to have them on a few tickets with the plus two and a half. I love the Cowboys here. I really do. They were almost the one of my five. By the slimmest of margins, did they not make it? Cowboys are the player. This brings us to our final matchup of week one. Craig's Denver Broncos and a brand spanking new Russell Wilson are going into Seattle. Russ's own stopping grounds. For week one. Beautiful setup by the NFL. The island game. Broncos are laying six in Seattle. I have the Seahawks as one of my five. Shocker. Absolute shocker for me. This is the one I I was debating about between the Cowboys for my five. There's the two island games. Two home dogs in the island games. The Seattle Seahawks are trash. I think they're going to be trash. I think the Denver Broncos are much better than them. I think that at the end of the year, the Denver Broncos will be in the playoffs. I don't think the Seattle Seahawks will be in the playoffs. I bet as much that the Denver Broncos will make the playoffs. Still love this Broncos team. That said, this is not dissimilar to when Tom Brady went back to New England a couple years ago in his first year in Tampa. Now that was that that happened mid 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 season. That was one of the middle weeks. That was like eight, nine, ten, or eleven something. I don't remember off the top of my head, but that was mid week. That was mid season when that happened. Might have been double digits into the weeks. Tom Brady had a couple of months with that Buccaneers team. And as I mentioned, Tom Brady is the most prepared quarterback. That has ever existed on planet Earth. And what happened in that game? It was a weird one. It was a weird one. I believe Tom Brady only won by two points in that game. If I'm remembering correctly. The point is it was a close one. And Brady admitted that it was weird. Going back into New England. Walking into the other locker room. Parking in a different spot at Foxborough. Sending his family to a different part of the stadium to watch the game. Warming up in a different locker room. The visitors locker room. It's just weird. It just is. And now we're asking Russell Wilson. Who's looked a little weird the last couple of years. Not, he should be out of the league weird, but a little weird. We're asking Russell Wilson. To do everything I just described Different parking spot Different jersey Visitor's locker room In a place that With the 12th man Ready to let him have it Because I think they're going to Boo his ass in this game For the weird way he left town Not to mention the fact that He's the the architect of the biggest blunder In the history of the game That's him Mm-hmm What could have been? Could have been two rings. Should have been two rings. We're asking Russell Wilson to go back week one with a team he has not played a single NFL snap with yet. We're asking him to go on the road with the 12th man and cover six points. I think that's asking a lot. I think that's asking a ton of Russell Wilson. I think the Broncos are going to make the playoffs. I think they might lose this game. Or at the very least, it's going to be close. I think this comes down to maybe the Seahawks miss a field goal at the end or something that costs them the game. I just think this will be close. Russell Wilson has no reps with these guys just yet. He has not played a single down. They need to get their timing down. And he's going to go in there with the, with the 12th man just hooting and hollering. And who knows better than 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 how to make Russell uncomfortable than the Seattle Seahawks and Pete Carroll? They saw him be uncomfortable for the last three years. I think this is the throw the scent off. I I, I think the, the, the for the first time that I can remember, because right, I don't think this has happened in the in history of of since we coined the phrase uh, "throw off the scent" game. I think this is the throw. I think that this is a has a potential to be the throw off the scent game especially if the Seahawks get this W. I think it's going to be, I I just think it's, it's asking a lot for Russell Wilson with a team he has no reps with yet, despite the fact he's got the superior talent to go into Seattle where everything's going to be weird and he's going to be getting booed and ask him to cover six on the road. That's too much for me. And that's why Seattle's one of my five. And there you have it. Damn, that's going to be a fun game. Can't wait to see it. A lot of, a lot of good games. A lot of weird revenge games. Russell Wilson revenge game in week one. So let's get to some picks. Our official picks. Craig and Bill messaged them to me. We already got a loss in the books because Craig took the uh, took the Rams. Our official pick for this week is Tennessee. I know I'm going to catch all for that if they don't for Survivor. Uh, what do you see? We start with Bill. Bill is taking the Detroit Lions plus the five. He's laying with Cincinnati, which I don't agree with. That's in direct contradiction to one of my picks. So I hope he gets that one wrong. He's also taking Minnesota plus the one. He couldn't resist taking his own Vikings, which I'm fine with. Actually, I'm not. I prefer the Packers in that game. So I guess you're one for two. And whether or not I agree with you, though, Bill, but I'm not very smart. So you're probably doing good. Uh Tennessee minus the five and a half. I agree with that one. Even though it's a dead number. I still like that. I took him in I took him in Survivor, so I must love it. And he's taking the Chargers minus the three and a half. He is ignoring the hook. So Lions, Bengals, Vikings, Titans, Chargers for Bill in week one. Let's see what Craig is doing, who, who's already 0 1 off to a hot start with that Rams plus two and a half. Although I don't blame him for that. I know a lot of sharp a lot of sharps had that. I would have had that for sure if I'd if i wasn't so effing busy this week. Saved me some money. Definitely would have been betting the Rams. So he already got the Rams wrong. So let me give you his other four. He's taking Jacksonville plus the two and a half. I like that one. San Francisco minus the seven. I'm I'm obviously vehemently disagreeing with him. He wants San Francisco land. That I just. <sighs> So rookie quarter, you're asking a rookie quarterback to go on the road. I know Chicago's trash, but you're asking a rookie quarterback to go on the road and cover a touchdown. Maybe he will. Maybe Trey Lance is that dude. We'll see. Uh, he's going with the Jets. Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 plus the six and a half. That's good for him. I like that one. That's gutsy. That's what we're after on this podcast. And his last pick, he's taking the Steelers plus the six, which I – God bless you for that one, Craig. God bless you for for sussing that out. You didn't suss it out, I don't think. I I, I don't what for as wrong as I think you're going to be with that San Francisco minus the seven. I think you're going to be that damn right with with Pittsburgh plus the six. So to reiterate with Craig, he missed on the Rams in the Thursday night game, which is fine because you don't you can't bet that again anyway. Uh, but he's going Jaguars, Niners, Jets, Steelers. Which brings me to my official five. I know I've been teasing about there if you've been following along, but here, here they are officially for me. I'm going to agree with Bill, and I'm taking my Detroit Lions plus the five. I'm taking another dead number, but I'm going the other way. Give me Atlanta plus the five and a half. It, it's, I've been hyping it up pretty much the entire day. I love the money line. I'm taking Pittsburgh plus the six. Give me Houston plus the seven and a half. I think they cover against the Colts because the Colts are trash in week one for whatever reason. And give me Seattle plus the six. I went in on it pretty hard. I think it's asking a lot for, for, for Russ there, as I mentioned. I think it's going to be tough for him. I think that's going to be an ugly, ugly football game. I love the under too, the 44 and a half. Love the under in that game. So Lions, Falcons, Steelers, Texans, Seahawks. Matt Pearson week one. God, that's an ugly (laughs) just reading those five names in a row made me so sad Uh, That is it for this week. Crossover Podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast and iTunes was subscribe, five stars only Uh, and as always, you do not have to listen but please download the Crossover Podcast Also, we're on Google Play, Spotify and Stitcher. Check us out on any of those and pretty much available on any podcatcher you happen to be using and if you're not uh, let us know and we'll see what we can do about getting on there uh, but you know if you're out there please leave us a review if you can five stars only or if not of course it really only helps the algorithm if you give me five stars but what are you gonna do um, so that'll be it for this week we're gonna be back next week Craig and Bill will actually be here we'll figure that out probably back at our usual Wednesday night Thursday morning post time for us we'll actually be able to bet on the Thursday game next week one would think uh, I might try to do two podcasts this week cause I will finally, they put Thor Love and Thunder on Disney plus. So I w- should finally get a chance to watch Thor Lo- Love and Thunder and we'll finally get your review for that one. It's the longest it's ever taken us to do a review of an MCU movie, but it is what it is. Yeah. So that is it for this one. I am done. That is it for me being solo dolo. And, uh, yeah. Take care everybody. We'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast. Enjoy gambling on football this weekend.